This episode of the Old New York Podcast is brought to you by Max Junk Removal. Folks, are there mountains of clutter taking over your West Seneca or Chickawaga home? Then call Max Junk Removal to have one big piece of junk removed from your home or a house full of clutter taken care of as soon as possible. They do interior demolition work and they also do pressure washing to make your home the cleanest on the block. Call for your free estimate today at 716-671-0756 or email them at info.maxjunkremoval.com to reach them directly. Max Junk Removal for all your junk disposal needs. 716-671-0756. Check them out. Mafia, welcome back to the Old New York Podcast. We're back, and and business as usual, and like that Jay-Z song, right? We're back to business in Buffalo. Bills come out, big victory. I want to say happy victory Monday to you, but it's happy victory week. We got to ride these highs, we got to ride the lows, but these highs, man, they're nice. And it's always great when you get a sweet little 38-10 victory over them Las Vegas Raiders. What a game. Man, that that was a bounce back. We knew that the team did, played great on Monday Night Football. It's not anything that needs to be gone over. It doesn't need to be reviewed. It doesn't need to be even brought up again. But we knew what also happened with our quarterback, a Mr. Fifth Grader, Josh Allen, who likes to just throw the football at will. Um, and he bounced back in a big way this game. Uh, this was... A fantastic game for Josh Allen. A fantastic outing for the Buffalo Bills. It was just, it was picture perfect, if you will. The only, the only thing that was not picture perfect is I was facing Diggs, the Bills defense, and James Cook in fantasy this week. So I was in distraught the whole game. Even when we won, I was a little bit upset. I'd be lying to say otherwise. But, you know, we like I said, we ride them highs, we ride the lows, whatever. We came out with a W. I got the W in fantasy. You know, Nick Chubb got injured, saved my ass, but that's besides the point. Um, before we even get into it, you heard that little ad read in the beginning. You heard it, and uh, I, I hope it was decent. It was not a one-take Drake. It took a minute, but it's that easy. And these guys, at Max Junk Removal, they hit me up on Facebook. I found them, and we mutually agreed on something, and here we are. You can have your own ad read. It's that simple. All you got to do is talk to me. I think we have a total of 20 messages, me and this wonderful human being. It's really not that hard. Get in contact with me. Hit up the Instagram, the old New York underscore. Same thing for the X or Twitter or whatever they call that stupid shit. Uh, same thing on TikTok now. We got some clips. We got we got eight clip, but it's a clip, and there's going to be more clips eventually. But, uh, yeah, hit up the old New York underscore on all socials for the most part and um, and get in contact with me. It's really that easy to get an ad read. But let's let's just dive into this. I want to just review the game, what happened, what we learned, what we saw. Um, and then also, I, I should be labeling these episodes not only as a recap, but also kind of a, a primer for next week, what we got going into next week, how the other team looks. And that's the Washington Commanders, and they're no slouches. They're not the the commanders of old, but we'll get there when we get there. Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills. Oh, what a game. They can't, And that first drive kind of scared you, too. That first drive, I'm like, here we go with this shit. 
Jimmy Garoppolo's handsome ass is just going to throw these cheap little, you know, wide receiver screens to Devontae Adams, and and he's going to eat. Renfro might catch a couple, and they didn't have Jacoby Myers, which kind of deflated their offense a little bit, but they still got that guy named Jay, or Josh Jacobs. That boy's a dog. We know what Jacobs could do. So, you know, when you saw that first drive, it was a little uh, three off a bit. You saw the first drive, and then, then we go three and out, and you're like, oh, they got a chance to go up two scores. Here we go. Basically, that didn't happen. If you didn't watch the game, if you live under a rock, it didn't happen. Uh, we, we came back, and we played well the rest of the game. That first drive, both ways, um, it, it was not something that we dwelled on. We came back. We made plays, and we eventually won the game 38-10. I thought it was going to be 28-14, so I was wrong. Um, I will say last year in the Packers game, I guess the exact score, can't remember what it was now, which is terrible because I, I would always remember it and, and, and taunt about it and gas myself up about it. But maybe I get one this year. Maybe I don't. Whatever. But, you know, I, I, was, I was sort of close, you know, 28-14, 10 whatever. Um, Josh Allen came out and just absolutely fixed whatever that weird little lull he was in on Monday Night Football. That was, it was so frustrating to watch because we knew that one, that's happened before. And two, we know that Josh can do a lot better than what he put on the field that night. And he came out and he came slaying on a rock. 31 for 37, 274 through the air and three tugs, no picks. Technically, he threw one, to be fair. It got batted in the air, but it got called back. So it doesn't count. Uh-uh. We take that off the stat sheet, baby. But 31 for 37, that's efficient. That is a great game. 28. Like uh, The fact that he had such a terrible game and can immediately turn around has got to give Buffalo hope. And I know I was the first guy to literally scream into the microphone last week and say how upset I was at Josh Allen. Everybody was, but we knew that he could do better, and he came out and he proved it. So, it's water under the bridge. We forget about it. We move on. Um, but fantastic game by Josh Allen. Just, you know, and the best part about this game for me is how we ran the football. Like, James Cook almost lost me a fantasy game, single-handedly. This dude lost Nick Chubb in, like, the third quarter or whenever he got injured. James Cook almost beat my ass in fantasy. And I was nervous the whole time. And then the end of the game, when we got to game one, they just give him like a draw up the middle. He takes it for like 20 yards. I'm like, this can't be happening. And, or what was it, 36 yards? My God. I, I thought it was screwed. But uh, James Cook in this offensive line looked stellar. Absolute perfect execution by the offensive line when it comes to running the ball, when it comes to also pass protection. You know who wasn't a factor in this football game? Max Crosby, a guy who's been a pro bowler. I don't think he's been an all-pro, so I don't want to say that, but he's been a pro bowler. This guy is an elite edge rusher in the NFL, and he was neutralized, neutralized this entire game. And I, my hat's off not only to the offensive line, but to Ken Dorsey for a beautiful game plan. Because when, my main concern going into the game I don't even think I brought it up that much last week. Was Spencer Brown was going to get thrown around like a rag doll by this this gorilla of a human being in Max Crosby? Like I thought that's what was going to happen. 
but Ken Dorsey came out in sets where he had Dawson Knox lined up to Spencer Brown, or next to Spencer Brown, excuse me. He had combo blocks slid down the line to double-team Max Crosby. And what I heard from my main man, Joe Marino, locked on Bills. I'm going to shout him out every week because I love him to death. He's the best Bills podcast on the planet. Then it's the old New York. It's 1A, 1B, you know. But Joe Marino made a great point in saying that Spencer Brown didn't let Max Crosby take advantage of his outside hip. That's a big thing when it comes to being a lineman. You know, because you get now these defensive ends, you used to have guys like, you know, he wasn't a defensive end, but Mean Joe Green or Lawrence Taylor or, I don't know, just these big, burly defensive ends from back in the day in the 80s and 90s that would just bull rush towards it. But that's not really the build for a lot of these edge rushers nowadays. You look at a guy like Von Miller in his prime who had incredible bend and could just bend around the corner and just sprint to the quarterback almost free because these linemen weren't ready for it. And that's because they would give up their outside hip. Spencer Brown did not do that. And he made Max Crosby work inside into that C-gap so he could get doubled up by him and Osiris Torrance. Or he worked outside and Ken Dorsey, the offensive mastermind he is, would keep Dawson Knox over there a fair percentage of the plays so they could double-team him and at least slow him down to the quarterback. And look at where we are. I don't even think he had a sack. He might not even had a tackle for loss. Like, he was not even worth mentioning when it comes to this game. So, fantastic job by the offensive line in Dorsey. It was a beautiful game plan. Connor McGovern showed out. I mean, it, Mitch Morris looked great. The whole, you know, I could sit here and, and name every single one of them, but they played their jobs perfectly. McGovern looked great pulling when he was pulling to that right side or pulling to the outside. Man, he was laying the boom. And Osiris Torrance last week, he I can't remember how many actual snaps he had to be off the top of my head. I can't remember. But I don't even think he let up a pressure. No, he may have had one pressure on the quarterback. Like, you know, the guy pushes him so far back that the quarterback kind of has to work around it. That only happened once. This dude's a rookie. And it wasn't the greatest defensive line to go up against. If Chandler Jones was there, maybe it's a different story. But Chandler, we know what's going on with Chandler Jones. That poor guy, they're not even letting him in the building. Who the hell knows what's going on? Um, but, you know, he's looked, he's looked fantastic these first two games. And he's a really good pickup. And I believe he was a first-round player that dropped to the second. And thank God. And we got really lucky with having Kincaid and him on the team this year. They're, they're major help. But the offensive line looked great. And Cook, too, I mean, he got the rock 17 times running the ball. And he ran for 123. One, ah, 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 two, ah, ah, ah. I'm like the fucking vampire off of Sesame Street. This dude, James Cook, is legit. And if you didn't know, now you do. Because, I mean, this is his first 100-yard game. It's his second year, and it's his second game as the lead back for this team. And now our offensive line is better than ever. I think the sky's the limit. Sky is the limit for this kid. He's a dog. And I'll tell you what, he didn't even have a touchdown because Damian Harris, who was running the ball not as much, but efficiently when he could, he scored a tug. Latavius Murray scored a touchdown. And Latavius Murray, man, I know he's an older dude, but he still has it. And this guy is easily the second pack in our offense, and I'm happy he's there. 
He is a power, run it down your throat running back. And he's also got some, he's still got a little hint of that top-notch speed. And he can get going if he needs to. Uh, and I love having Latavius Murray on the team. And he proved on those first couple drives that he's worthy of that second back spot over Damian Harris. And he's still got it. And he can still run the ball efficiently. And he scores a touchdown too. And then, you know, the, the biggest thing with this game, though, is Josh Allen's rushing stats. Three rushes, seven yards. I'm going to say it again because I know your jaw dropped. You're like, I can't believe it. Three rushes, seven yards. This guy wasn't the rushing leader for the team. He wasn't scrambling out of his mind because his offensive line gave him no time. He had time in the pocket to make good decisions and smart decisions this week. Thank fucking God for that. He made smart decisions. He delivered the ball decisively because he had time in the pocket and he wasn't you know, forced into being the rushing leader for this team. He, he wasn't the guy that had to get the whole rushing game going on his shoulders while also being the quarterback and making all the decisions and keeping people's head on, heads on straight. He played great, and I believe it was because he didn't have to run the ball as much and didn't have to play superhero ball. And there was one play on the goal line where he probably could have had a touchdown. I don't know if he would have, to be honest. I don't think he would have. But he just like hurtled into Marcus Epps. And they were saying it throughout the game that Marcus Epps, one of the Raiders' safeties, was his old college teammate. So if he's fucking around, he's fucking around. He got up, he hugged him, all fun and games. But let's not do that anymore. Can we just not? You know, it's like, everything was great from Josh Allen, but it's just got to be a, one of those every single game. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'll, I'll point him out every single week. It will happen every time. But three rushes, seven yards, he was like a non-factor in the rushing offense. Thank God. And also with the rushing offense, there was a couple fourth and ones, and we just quarterback sneaked it. I love that. We we all see the numbers about how quarterback sneaks are the most efficient play, you know, in short yardage downs. And, and the, I feel like the Bills, they know what's efficient. They know what works. But they sometimes just decide to not do that. And there's no really rhyme or reason to why they don't. But now I feel like Dorsey's getting conservative. Like, you know, let's just take the high percentage play. Because I feel like in fourth and ones, they would like hand it off to a running back. And don't get me wrong, that it's sort of just as good as a quarterback sneak. But that just gives the defensive line that, you know, two seconds when you're handing the ball off to make a play. Quarterback sneak, get ball, move forward, first down. Let's keep chugging along. So I, I really like that. You know, Dorsey and McDermott made that business decision to just fucking do the quarterback sneak, get the first down, and continue on. Um, let's get into the receiving. And I'll tell you what, this receiving core is legit. And people, you know, obviously people know about this receiving core. This isn't something that's brand new. But, you know, we got, right now I'm looking at almost three guys over 50 yards catching the ball. Because I got Gabe Davis here, 6 for 7, with 92 yards and a touchdown. Diggs is a perfect 7 for 7 on targets and receptions for 66, no touchdown. Kincaid, Dalton Kincaid, that man, was 5 for 6 with 43 yards. He almost cracked the 50-yard mark. And then, you know, we get that little Shakir touchdown in, uh, what was it, the second quarter, third quarter? 
And that man, that that was a dance by Josh Allen. He just pirouetted in the pocket, just saw somebody, phew, sipped it into his fucking chest, and that's another touchdown for Buffalo. Um, but also, on the receiving end, James Cook, 4 for 4, 36 yards with 26 is his longest catch. 26 yards on a catch. I mean, this guy's a receiving back, and people forget that, and I feel like he's only evolving as a running back. Uh, him being a part of the passing offense, man, that just raises his ceiling up a little bit more. But, you know, you look at those receiver or receiving numbers, I mean, come on. These guys are legit. I think we need to go pay Gabe Davis a bag and keep him around for a while. Because, I mean, and, and with Kincaid only being more involved, come on, dude. These guys are legit. Gabe Davis looked fantastic in this football game. He was making tough catches, too. Tough where they're out of his frame. He's got to lay out midair and just pick one out of the air like a fucking uh, little frog flicking a fly out of the air. Frog flicking a fly. I'm out here fucking with that alliteration. But, like, you know, Gabe Davis played great this game. And Diggs, Diggs didn't need to be a part of this offense. Well, obviously he was, but... He wasn't that lead guy with like like last week where he had a hundred and something yards and everybody else was kind of you know cheaper on the receiving end. He wasn't the focal point. He didn't need to be, and that's great. And then what did I say about Dawson Knox? I I don't remember what episode it was, but there was a specific episode where I said I believe that this offense is going to run like Davis for a twenty yard catch, Dakes for a fifteen yard catch, Kincaid for a five, Kincaid for another five, bunch of little catches by everyone, and then bang. Josh Allen rolls out and finds Dawson Knox in the end zone. I said that in one of the episodes, and here the fuck we are. I called it, I told you it happens every year. Josh Allen just play action roll out, hid the ball, threw the defense off, just Tossed it to little old Dawson Knox in the back of the end zone. He got himself on the scoreboard too. So I, this team is a well-oiled machine when Josh Allen makes correct decisions and our offensive line plays decent. And we just saw a perfect performance by them. And I'm not even mentioning how we held the ball for what, like 40 minutes of the game? That's incredible. Time of possession is everything in football. This isn't about Madden where... Your buddy throws a shitty interception and, you know, you punt him the ball back immediately to be a sportsman to be fair. This is the NFL. This is the real shit. Hold on to that football as long as you can while you're driving efficiently on offense and and drain that clock out. And they did. They didn't give Las Vegas another chance on the field. And when they did, they locked them up. And then, you know, you look at the defensive side and the lead tackler for the second week. Terrell Bernard with only six tackles. Like we we kept our defense off the field, we kept them fresh, and when they came on, they balled out. So offensively, we played a near perfect game. And I'm extremely proud of Josh Allen and how he played. I'm very proud of our receivers and how they looked. And obviously our offensive line and James Cook and, and our running back room in general. I mean, when's the last time we could really say our running back room was legit? Everybody loved Motor. I was the biggest Devin, or Devin Singletary fan. Devin. Did you hear that? I said Devin Singletary. I was a big fan of Devin. But he wasn't, you know, a lead back. And him and Cook were all right. But, you know, th- this year, 
this offensive line and, and James Cook playing the way he is. Still got my criticisms about Spencer Brown, but he still got played around with a little bit this week. But we're going to let it slide because we got the W and Crosby did nothing. But I'm extremely proud of this offense. And if we continue on this route, who's going to stop us? I don't think nobody. But let's move on to the defensive side. Like I said, Terrell Bernard, second week in a row, this man is the, the tackle leader for the defense. And I'll tell you what, this kid's flying around, folks. He is making plays all over the field. His eyes, when it, when his eye, how should I put this? His eye discipline on the offensive line and understanding where the play is going and how the play is going to flow and, and working downhill into his gap to stop runs is incredible. And he doesn't have the tackle for losses to show for it. But there's a couple of plays where he met that running back in the hole and they only got one yard. Terrell Bernard is a very pleasant surprise for all Bills fans right now. He's playing fantastic. And in coverage, this man is incredible. He's, he's very aware on the field on what's going on. He reads the quarterback eye, quarterback's eyes, takes away plays from him, takes away progressions from the quarterback. I'm loving how this Terrell Bernard gets playing. For not playing one fucking snap in the preseason? He looks great. And I didn't even bring up how we got a pick. Shout out to Rousseau, another guy who's not showing up crazy on the stat sheet, but making very valuable plays for this defense and tipping that ball in the air for Bernard to get under it. And I know that's a pop fly, but that could have been anybody's ball. Bernard saw it, read it, reacted to it, and got the interception that gave his team momentum to go out and win the game 38-10 and not let up another offensive score for Las Vegas. I'm loving how Terrell Bernard's playing. And if you're in Buffalo and you still got criticisms, God bless you. Do as you please. But look at the film. This kid, throughout two weeks, it's only been two weeks, small sample size, he looks fantastic. And I'm very happy with him. And then also Matt Milano. Was that Matt Milano or was that prime Randy Moss? Was that Matt Milano or was that Terrell Owens on the Cowboys? Was that Matt Milano or fucking Megatron in Detroit in his first couple years with Stafford? What the fuck, Matt Milano? If Fred Warner wasn't in the league, everybody would know Matt Milano. And not like everybody does not right now, and he's still one of the best linebackers, but he would be the best linebacker in the league if that Fred Warner guy in, on San Francisco wasn't a factor. That man is a dog. He's the Italian stallion. Okay? I love Matt Milano. I thought he played great in this game. Aside from that interception, he played a fantastic game. He didn't show up crazy on the stat sheet. Only had like four tackles. That's fine. He still made plays when they needed to be made. And I'm very happy with Matt Milano and Bernard throughout this first couple of weeks. I mean, that's that's just like a, a receiver and quarterback connection. Those two linebackers need to be able to speak. They need to work well together. And two interceptions between them? I'll take that. I'm very pleased with how Matt Milano played. I'm also extremely happy with Greg Rousseau. Another week of Rousseau just playing his 111th on the team, on the defense. He just he, he makes the plays that need to be played 
or made, excuse me, in the right moments. And even though he's not showing up crazy on them sack numbers or them tackle numbers, tip ball in the air for Terrell Bernard, give me that, yoink. Back to us. Give us another opportunity. Jimmy Garoppolo threw it to the defense. And we'll take those anytime we can. And we got to thank Rousseau for that. And also, I think off the edge, he's playing his assignment. Just like I said with the 111. He's there where he needs to be. And he makes guys crash the inside of the offensive line. And it leaves, you know, avenues for our linebackers to come flying downhill. Avenues for Ed Oliver and Daquan Jones to absolutely eat. This defensive line as a whole ate this entire game, folks. And it's not the greatest offensive line to go against. I'm not going to say that they were. But, man, we played great. I mean, look at that first play. Ed Oliver just crashes through it. Just puts Josh Jacobs on his fanny. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even bring up to this point that Josh Jacobs, one of the best running backs in the football league of the NFL, ran the ball nine times for negative two yards. Granted, they weren't on the field much. And when they were, they needed to work back and, and pass the ball a lot. But nine rushes and he couldn't even get a positive gain? He needs two yards to stop being broke. He needs two yards to be broke. And he didn't get it. Great display from our defensive line, especially Ed Oliver and Daquan Jones. Two guys that just, they willed the rest of the defensive line to play well. Like, that, that's the wrong way of putting that. Their will changed how the defensive line played. The way that they played affected the people around them. And they controlled the middle of the field, and they didn't give anything for Josh Jacobs. And when they wanted to go to the outside, big old Rousseau was there. Floyd was there for a little bit. He kind of hurt his ankle. We're hoping Leonard Floyd will be back. And I'm praying for it not to be serious. We're a couple weeks away from... Von Miller, but I still love Leonard Floyd. I don't want him to be out of this rotation. And Shaq Lawson did his thing, but I have criticisms about Shaq Lawson. I'm not a big fan. But he played all right throughout this game, and when Jacobs eventually had his opportunities to the outside because Daquan Jones and Ed Oliver were taking up the middle, it was handled. And no no rushing yards for a prom, a prominently rushing offense? We'll take that. Take that any day of the week. And not to mention, Garoppolo not only threw two picks, but he was only 16 for 24 and threw 185. Granted, he didn't have Jacoby Myers, who's his second receiver. Renfro didn't get any catches. He had one catch. Hooper only had two catches. Mayer had a catch. Like This defense locked up. And also, with Josh Jacobs not getting any yards on the ground, he did have 51 through the air, but that's a lot accounted for that one catch he had in the first half, first quarter maybe, where he just, I think it was a little pop screen, he just ran it up the sideline for a fair amount of yards. Um, but that was it. That was it. Really good game by this defense. Our secondary was sound. Another game of Benny Boy, my boy Christian Benford, just doing his job. And they even lined him up on Devontae Adams a couple of times, which I didn't like. I didn't think it was right. But I liked that he got those reps. Seeing that we won the game, 
I don't mind that Benford got those reps against one of the best to ever do it. If we had lost the game, I would have been like, why the fuck wasn't Tredavious White on Devontae Adams' whole game? And eventually he was. But, you know, looking back on it, we won the game decisively. I'm happy that Benford um, had that opportunity to go against 17 and and did all right for the most part. Let up a couple catches, but it's whatever. And then uh, Poyer came back and just played played more sound. He just played better than what he had last week. Last week was just like a lull for him a little bit. It was just, it was an off week. It didn't feel right. It didn't feel like we were watching Jordan Poyer. He, I think he played better this week. He was better in coverage, and and he just did what he had to do. It didn't show up on the stat sheet a lot, had three tackles, but I, I liked how Poe came back this game. I thought he was another player that needed to come back and, and make more of an impact than what he gave last week. Uh, along with Josh, I just I love how our defensive played, our defense played. But we did gain two injuries. We got, like I said, Leonard Floyd with a little ankle issue going on right now. I haven't seen anything on what it specifically is yet. We'll see. But also, like I had, I want to say it was a hamstring, and it looks like they're kind of day to day right now. There hasn't been any news made. McDermott hasn't gone up on a press conference yet, so we'll see what happens. Um, but honestly, I, I feel like we'll be okay. I'd really like to have Leonard Floyd back. That's the one that I'm really worried about. But now with hideout, if he needs to take a week, I'd really not like him to take a week against this team. The commanders are kind of hot right now and they're coming into this game with a good momentum, but we got Taylor Rapp. Taylor Rapp's a great backup. Taylor Rapp was a starter in LA. So that's fine if he plays, but uh, I'd really not like to have Shaq Lawson playing a whole game for us uh, against the Commanders. I just, I'd rather have Floyd there. But we'll see what happens. Those are the only two things that came out of it. Um, at the end of the day, great game by Buffalo. Uh, special teams did their job. We only punted once. Like, only one time we needed to punt that football away. And we only got one return, too. And it was Damian Harris. He had, what, 40-something yard return? Come on, it's a, it's a solid game by this team. We controlled the football, and when uh, we controlled the momentum of this game, and we didn't let anything take us off script. Ken Dorsey had a great game plan for stopping Max Crosby and also had a great game plan to get Josh Allen in rhythm and keep him in rhythm rather than just yeeting the ball 50 yards for an interception. I don't know what they did for Josh if they sat him down and they said, Josh, you got to stop doing that, okay? And he was like, okay, I'll stop throwing interceptions, maybe. And then they just fucking smacked him. And they said, no, you're going to stop it. You motherfucker, you're going to stop throwing interceptions, all right? He was like, okay. And he came out and he did what he did and, and proved that he learned his lesson. And I hope we don't have another performance like that from him ever again. Knock on wood. But. This week, we're riding high, baby. So 38-10, we win the game. We're going on to week three against the Washington Commanders. And now the Washington Commanders kind of, they definitely weren't uh, a talking point of the offseason, but they're a talking point of this early season. These guys are playing out of their fucking mind right now. And it starts with a guy that you wouldn't have thought was going to be a big name this year. But to this point, I might be wrong in saying this, but I think that he's the league leader in 
in passing yards right now. I might be wrong. And if I am, whatever. But I mean, close games they're winning right now. Extremely close. They won against the Cardinals week one, 20 to 16. And last week, I didn't watch the game. And I guess I got to watch the replay. Because apparently this game was fucking nuts. I didn't see a second of it, but I mean, they beat the Broncos 35-33. That's tighter than a gnat's ass around a rain barrel. That's a close game. And I'm kind of mad I didn't see it. But Sam Howell, this guy is a first-year starter. He's playing great. He's thrown for 500 yards throughout two games right now. And he's just absolutely decimating defenses when needed. And he's spreading the ball out evenly. I mean, you look at Terry McLaurin, he's got 85 yards in the year. Curtis Samuel's got 73. Logan Thomas has 65. I mean, he's spreading this ball out efficiently to each of his receivers. And then not to mention Brian Robinson, it's not a tremendous amount of work, but 146 yards on the ground, not bad. And then add on the fact that they have Antonio Gibson, and he's also their second back who can, you know, do work in the receiving game. I, I like how their offense is playing and their defense. This is just a defensive line-minded defense. I mean, you know, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, Chase Young. Uh, this defense is legit. Or defensive front, I will say. I think they're. I think their secondary lacks. I'd be one to say that their secondary lacks. Um, but I, I do believe that they just. They are playing good football right now, and they're not a team to be undershadowed. Last year, I feel like you'd look at this team and just be like, well, whatever, we got to go face you know, the Washington Commanders. Blah, 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 forget about it. Not this year. This year, they're, they're coming off to a hot start. Do I think their games are close? Absolutely. You know, look, at the, look at the box score. It's, it's evident that their games are close, but That's momentum for a team, and a team with momentum behind them, it's dangerous. I do think that their offensive skill positions are well. Most people would say they're average. I would say a little more than that. I'd say that they actually have one of the better offensive skill position or offenses skill-wise in the NFL. Because you get Sam Howell, who's distributing the football well. He's playing all right as a quarterback right now. And it's not perfect, but, you know, he's winning games. That's all that matters at the end of the day. But then, scary Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel. I mean, those are two above-average receivers, I'd say. Maybe not Curtis Samuel yet in some people's eyes. I would say he's above-average. And then Jahan Dotson, that's a fantastic young receiver in the league right now. And those three, they're lethal, and they're fast. And it's going to be a a very tough thing for our defense to deal with this week. Is extremely fast receivers at each receiver spot. And we'll see how guys like Benford play. How guys like Tredavious White coming off an ACL plays. I think they're going to be able to handle it, but it's not a gimme. This is not the commanders of the past. And then also Logan Thomas, former quarterback, got to look out for that Philly Philly. Uh, he might just yuck one. Who knows what will happen. Um, but after that, and you know, obviously, like I said, Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, two good receivers in the NFL, have proven that they can make impacts in games. 
But then you look at the offensive line, and it's lacking. It's really, really lacking. Especially their interior offensive line. I just think that our defensive line, right now with the momentum we have, is going to kick their ass. And the one thing that I think would you know, bring our numbers down or make us a little bit worse is if Leonard Floyd doesn't play. I'd really love to see Leonard Floyd in this game and give him another opportunity to gain momentum for the rest of the season and keep playing the way he's playing right now. Um, but I, I think our interior defensive line, Oliver, Daquan Jones, Puna Ford, Tim Settle, those guys are going to eat this game. Maybe even Jordan Phillips, that fat bastard. Yeah, I, I really I'm getting sick of Jordan Phillips because he goes down all the time and he's he's not as efficient as he once was, and that comes with age. I get it, but he might have a chance to really, you know, show something this game. But then you get to the defense, and it's 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 definitely young, but it's solid. And you know, we can bring up again that defensive line: Jonathan Allen, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne. That's a stout defensive line and a real test for our offensive line. I feel like the defensive lines in this game, both sides are going to absolutely test, at, at bare minimum, test the offensive lines of each team. But then their secondary, I mean, even the rest of their front seven, they, Cody Barton's okay as a middle linebacker. Never heard of Jermaine Davis, to be honest. I don't know who he is. I don't know if he's good. Um, but looking at the games and how close they were, and especially last week, letting up 33 points to the Broncos, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I would be scared of this defense when it comes to the back, uh, to the secondary and the linebackers. So like I said, Cody Barton, he's a guy who's been in the league for a while, younger guy, but you know, he's a, he's a serviceable middle linebacker. And then the, the back seven, though, or excuse me, the, the back secondary, Kendall Fuller, Benjamin St. Just, and uh, Emmanuel Forbes. Fuller and Forbes are all right. I don't know how much I like this Benjamin kid. I haven't really seen him play that much, but I know Forbes and I know Fuller, and they're two corners that I would also say are serviceable. They're not above average, but they're average, and they can do all right in the game. And then their secondary, when it comes to the safeties, Derek Forrest and Cameron Curl. Cameron Curl's a, a young guy who's ascending in the league, but, you know, he, he's ascending. He's getting there. We'll see what happens, but we're still in a gray area with him, and I've, I don't even know who Derek Forrest, or Forrest is. I don't. And I don't care enough because I know a guy named Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs and Kincaid and Knox, who are just going to absolutely tear those guys up if they get the opportunity. But the only way that our receivers eat is if our offensive line stops this defensive line. That's the only way that's going to happen. And I do believe that we have an opportunity to kick this defense when they're down. Because right now this year, on third or third down, they're 7 for 22. Like, this isn't a team, like, they're playing all right. They're winning games. But this isn't a team that's, you know, a huge juggernaut on offense. And it looks like third down is their weakness when their guys are tired. 
they probably get pushed to third down a lot. And their offensive line is just getting beat. And they've let up 10 sacks in these first two games. I think our defensive line has a real opportunity to take advantage of this offensive line. I just, I think that this is a winnable game. But it, do I also believe that it's a sneaky game that we could lose? Absolutely. 100% we could lose this game. And it could be tight and we can, we can make mistakes. They can make mistakes. They could play really well. We could play really well. Who knows? But I don't think this is a gimme. If this was last year, I'm saying this is a W. Let's think about next week, Miami or whoever we're facing. It, it's not like that this year. This team is going to play good football. Eh, serviceable football. That's just like the roundup of this fucking team. They're not average. They're not better than average or above average, but they're just serviceable. They can clearly go out and win a football game, and that's all that matters. But there's nothing huge here that scares me. I think how we played Terry McLaurin in this uh, rest of the receiver room, because we're going to have to, you know, Start shading coverage over to McLaurin's side. That might leave you guys like Curtis Samuel and Dotson to run around a little bit, and they're fast. And Logan Thomas isn't a slouch either. He'll make plays when needed. So I, I think this comes down to how we play McLaurin and how our offensive line is going to do against this defensive line. And same thing for our defensive line gaining pressure on Howell. 500 yards is a lot of yards throwing the football through two day, or two games. And I, I think that he's has the ability to be legit in this league. But obviously, we have a very small sample size, and uh, and two wins is great. But we really don't know how this guy's going to play against um, a team like the Bills, who has done it. I mean, he's faced, what, the Cardinals and the Broncos? It could be the whole NFL, including myself and fans, Getting kind of sucked into that little, sucked into the sample size of what we've got from the commanders. Um, and, you know, that they didn't face two really good teams. But this is their real test. Let's see if they're legit. I think this game is winnable for Buffalo, uh, just like we won last week. I think this is a game where we're going to put up over 30 points. We could put up over 40. I think we can. But my prediction, I'm going to say is, hmm, I'm going to say 35, hmm, 35, 24 Buffalo. Just based off the fact that these guys either play great offense and and do what they need to do on offense or just have the ball so much because their defense gets torched all the time that they just get more opportunities and can keep the score close. I think we're going to win the game. Um, but, I, yeah, I might even change that. I think we can get to 38 again this week. Hmm. I think I'll do 38, 20, hmm. Man, I don't know. I should have, I, I really got to watch these games. I got to watch at least that Broncos game to see what happened. Because I don't know if it's their offense playing great. I'm, I'd be lying if I said I did. I'm going to go 
Buffalo. And we'll call that there. And we'll see if I'm close. But like I said, this is definitely a sneaky game and things could happen and we could lose it if we uh we get our heads shoved too far up our own butts. So we need to come back and have a good game plan and you know, game plan for this defensive line. Make sure we keep tight ends tight to the line so they can at least, you know, delay out into routes and help on blocks for the first second of the play. And uh and take advantage of that second gar- secondary if we get that time to play with them and manipulate them a little bit. And that's something I didn't bring up about Josh Allen last week. His eye manipulation, looking to the left of the field to open up routes on the right and move safeties and linebackers, it, it was great. So it's going to come down to that. And I think we got an opportunity to take it home, baby. And I think we're going to put these commanders right back to where they're supposed to be at the bottom of the NFC East, where they should be for the rest of time. But for that matter, I'm going to wrap this up now. Um, Go Bills. What a game we saw this week. And let's ride the high while we got it. And on Sunday, let's hope they refocus and do exactly what they did this week and just kick some commander ass. And aside from that, we do have an episode coming this Saturday. I slouched out last week. And I didn't have uh, an episode for the old New York blank. No Mafia edition, just the old New York. I didn't. I just. Nothing, it would have been shit. It would have been worthless. It would have just been me throwing words into the microphone and with no reason. So, real no, there was no real point to do that. Uh, but there will be one this week. And like I said, you heard the ad read in the beginning. You got a small business. You do nails for your friends. You cut lawns on Saturdays, Sundays. Hit me up and follow the Instagram at the old New York underscore. That is the Instagram, the Twitter slash X, the TikTok. Do it all. Follow it. Hit me up on any of those. As the, business, the business email is attached to all of them. You can email me too. And it seriously, it's a two-minute conversation to get you as an ad read. It's a really quick process and you don't want to miss out. It's free advertising. If you're a small creator or a small business, learn that. People aren't going to come to you immediately. You have to put your name out there. You got to stick your neck in the guillotine and maybe it'll get chopped off. Maybe people won't come up and, and, you know, hear the ad read and come and talk to you, but maybe they do. And if they do, then you're really happy you did it. So learn to make those decisions to help yourself now, especially when it's like this and they're free and I'm asking no money of you. So thank you for listening. Go Bills. Bills by a billion always. Let's hope the injury report comes out all right. And I'll be talking to you guys Saturday. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Bye now.